Hello, Anchor. This is your podcast host. This is Yadida, also named Faith. So I am here, if it's your first time, tuning in to encourage you, and not just to encourage you, but to get you to start to think different, to help to shift your mindset, uh, to help you to be able to stand up and to say, I deserve to pay attention to me, <laughs> what bothers me, right? What makes me sad, to do something about it, to literally say, I need to, by faith, because I am a woman of faith and without God, I can do nothing, but to say, I need to take steps to move forward. Today, I want to talk to you about this. So um, yes, I'm a coach also. I'm a certified Christian life coach. I'm a best-selling author in four different categories, and I have a book called Don't Give Up. Don't Give Up. Why did I write that book? I wrote that book because I knew, and, and I know like I pray before I write the book, like, what should I write about, Father? And I felt led to share um, areas where people may want to give up, areas where I, in my own life, had opportunities to throw in the towel, but because of the grace of God and because of certain things that I did, it was important for me not to hold on to that information, but to share it with others because there are many people right now who have just about had enough and I don't want them to give up, but more than me, our father does not want us to give up. You know, there's, there is a rainbow. There's something after the storm. But in order to get to it, you have to keep going. You've got to get to the other side of whatever it is that is trying to hold you back intentionally. And that's usually because you've got something to do, something to say. You are valuable. The day that you were born, you became a gift to the world. And so I don't ever want you to forget that in a world that says, no, you have to wait until you're perfect before you can actually start to celebrate your life. I need to rip that out of your mindset and say that is false. Um, that is a lie. It's not real. It's, it's a thing where people struggle because they are looking at people in this world and literally saying, gosh, I'm not there yet. So maybe there's something wrong with them. And I'm saying no. I don't want you to think that way. I want you to start to learn to be intentional about starting to celebrate and have gratitude for where you are. It's very important that we do because even the children of Israel, you know, they started to murmur and complain. God was giving them manna, um, which is like kind of like, what is this, right? Sometimes God does things in our lives. I'm like, what is this? Like, what is going on? But he knows what he's doing. He's more, more uh, full of wisdom. He's infinite. He's sovereign. And so with that, I wrote this book and I am thankful that there are testimonials that have come back even for people um, who were isolating, who were hiding, who were going through sickness and all of these different things or who had been in a relationship as I was that just did not work out well. And they share testimonials or if I'm on the plane, pardon me, and I, I give someone a copy because sometimes I'm walking around, you know, I have my copies, I'm giving out free cotton. People are just like, oh my gosh, like I met this woman, you know, I needed this book at this time. So that's what it's for. Um, that link is over on my Instagram page. My Instagram is I am Yadita Span, and I invite you to come over there. It's one of the, the favorite places I like to go and share, encourage, motivate and to share vulnerability, because I realize that we need to do that more often to help someone else. 
Today, we're going to talk about why you need to pay attention to what makes you sad. Why you need to pay attention to what makes you sad. And oftentimes, I think that we've been um, conditioned to not pay attention to the sad moments, to the grief, to the shame, to those feelings of rejection that come sometimes, and to otherwise and on the contrary, stifle those emotions and to say, I'm not going to deal with this now. Why not? Well, sometimes it's because we feel like we have to show up, especially if you're the strong one, if you're the parent, if you're the husband who's trying to make things happen or who is, or the wife or the best friend who has to be there for everyone else. Maybe you're that coach who people are calling. You're that pastor, that leader. Uh, who people are looking to for encouragement, but yet you have moments of sadness yourself. And in this world, you know, in the past two years, three years within itself, uh, a lot of leaders had to adapt. A lot of people who had were in their church buildings had to adapt. And some of them didn't really know how. Like, what is this? I don't use, um, maybe they were saying that. I don't know how to use this type of technology. What do I do when the congregation is waiting for you to show up? And you're trying to figure it out yourself. That, that can be a little interesting. Or you're the CEO. You're the boss. And all of a sudden, you're used to your employees coming in to work. But now it's like they can't come in because the world, you know, was trying to do a serious shutdown. But I don't even want to say that the shutdown was fully could be negative. It was an opportunity also for us to reset with God. Right? And to say, God, maybe it was that we were looking at our jobs. Maybe we were looking at the church building. Maybe we were looking at a lot of other things. And, you know, it was just like we should have been really looking unto you first, the author, the finisher of our faith. So we had it backwards or the opposite, where other things maybe were at the top, where God should always be at the top. So were you sad? Did you experience sadness? Did you experience discouragement? Are you still discouraged? Have you paid attention to it? The reason why I want you to is because our bodies have a way of letting us know when there's something that we haven't dealt with. And you owe it to yourself to pay attention to you. I know sometimes we're paying attention to everyone and everything else, but you owe it to yourself to say, you know what? I'm going to love me too. Maybe you're loving everyone else, but when was the last time that you really stopped? And maybe you feel like you can't stop because you always have to show up. I have to do, I have to make it happen. But I'm saying to you, you've got to stop. You've got to take moments to see about you with God. So as a coach, I love giving people things to do to start to help them to shift their mindset, to start to move forward. Because we can talk about this for sure. We can think about it for sure. But faith without works is dead. So you also have to have action. You can think about it. You can have faith to say, yes, this is going to get better. But what will you and I do in order to push the needle forward? What will we do? Well, one of the things that we should do is to stop, to think about what's causing the sadness. Well, before we do that, what I want you to do is when you have an opportunity, or if you want to do this with me, I'll give you a couple of moments to grab pen and paper or to open up the note section um, on your phone or on your computer. Just a couple of moments here. 
And so what we're going to do together, I'm going to give you an exercise, a strategy that I want you to do once, twice, you know, whenever you start to feel sad. But I want you to start here because it's probably compounded emotions that are under there. And it's a lot like this. Like someone uh, said to me many, many years ago, I was thinking about something I had gone through as a child. And I was like, why is it that, you know, when I think it's gone, you know, and I feel like I'm over it a couple of years later, it's here again. Why is that? And someone very, very wise, um, uh, one of the evangelists who used to come to the church, he was so awesome, would come and he said, you know, look at a calm pool of water. I love to sit by the ponds and look at ducks and what have you. Um, And and I need to go do that. (laughs) It's been a long time. But you see this calm pool of water and all of a sudden you're looking at it, but then It's almost as if God goes and he stirs up what's underneath. And what's underneath sometimes, old boots, bottles, all types of debris. And you're looking at it in shock like, oh my gosh, I've been sitting here at this calm pool of water all this time. And you mean to tell me that's what's underneath? That's disgusting. Well, sometimes in our own lives, there's debris. There's old things. I like to call it junk mail, old debris, all types of things that sometimes God is trying. He wants to get rid of it because it's going to keep popping up and you owe it to yourself to finally say, you know what? Yeah, this is here. Wow. I didn't even think about that. So let him do that. And I would even invite you to ask Holy Spirit to start to show you what needs to rise to the surface so that it can come up and out, up and out so that it doesn't antagonize you anymore, right? Those who have dealt with molestation sometimes, they say they're going to take that to when they leave here. But no, you owe it to yourself to deal with it now because it's affecting certain areas of your life. It could be affecting your marriage. Maybe love to you is a little tainted. And when your husband or wife wants to have relations with you, as Medea would say, right, wants to have love with you, it doesn't feel like love. It feels gross. It feels disgusting. Well, that's part of the reason why. Because you probably didn't know that you needed to deal with what happened to you as a child because it tainted what love looked like. It tainted what romance felt like for you. And so we've got to deal with those things up and out. Maybe you're a parent who, you know, you, 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 you have so much to do. You're that mom. And, you know, sometimes the children, even in the midst of the past two years, they wanted you to buy things. Maybe you're that dad and you were just like, God, I'm not going to buy anything. Or maybe your husband went and left the toilet seat up or someone didn't change the toilet paper roll or whatever it is. You know, I don't know why I'm talking about toilet so much. What's that about? But, um, maybe somebody needs to go buy some toilet paper. (laughs) But anyway, Maybe this one time that they did it, they left it up and you turned around. You're like, I don't know why you just can't put it down. Right. And you became so angry. It wasn't just because of that one incident. Not at all. I doubt that very strongly. It's because sometimes there were so many other things that were underneath the surface, underneath the pond, underneath the water. And that one incident actually brought it up to the surface. It wasn't just that your child came to you and said, mom, I'm hungry, right? Or dad, I just, you know, want this new outfit or whatever. It wasn't just that. It's because you feel unappreciated. And sometimes you're like, people are always asking me for stuff. When is it that I get to tell someone what I need and they listen? Or when is it that someone comes and asks me, hey, do you need anything? 
that's what it is more so than anything else for many people. So let's deal with these things so that we don't become like a can of soda. You ever have a friend do that? Hey, here's a soda. Here's some soda for you. And you're just like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. And you go and open that thing up and it just goes whoosh all over the place, right? One minute you went from thankful to a bit frustrated. Why would they do that? Well, sometimes it's like that. Someone, are you believing, you know, they're looking for a thank you, but your emotions underneath are just so bottled up waiting for an opportunity to be released at the right time. And the right time is not when you're angry. The right time is really when you're calm. Yes, there are times when you'll have to get that anger out, you know, but, you know, punch that punching bag or something like that. But let's work on this so that we don't become so angry when our child does something. And listen, we've, most of us have been there. Some people haven't, but I like to talk about moments of vulnerability because I see what's happening. People are getting to the point where that frustration is coming out in different ways. The frustration of being bullied in school. Some children, right, have not told their parent that they're being bullied and all of a sudden you see them change. Or they start off by saying, I don't want to go to school today. And instead of really taking time to listen to why they don't, well, you, you, you like going, what happened? Instead of saying, hey, is everything okay? Sometimes as parents, we go to the angry part because that's what we saw our parents do. They went to angry first before they actually asked questions. And as husbands and wives, maybe seeing your parents you know, fight first before saying, hey, wait, um, I see you're upset. Do you want to talk about this? What's going on? Allowing those opportunities, those moments are very important and precious and valuable. So we don't want to get there, right, as parents. And if you have, ask your child to forgive you. Ask your husband, ask your wife, ask your friend to forgive you and just say, you know, I, I didn't mean to do that. I, I, you might even need to say, I don't know what happened. Because sometimes you don't. But if you do know what happened, you need to also say, gosh, I know what happened. I've just been holding on to some things that I, I, I need to really let them go. And you didn't deserve that. Right? You didn't deserve that. Because sometimes people are looking for a thank you. And they get the total opposite. They're looking for love. But they get the opposite. The person who was molested. I'm just giving some, some things here. And then we're going to start to write. Who was molested. Who got married. And, and said to themselves. I'm never going to tell anyone about this. Right? You owe it to yourself to tell someone about it. And if someone doesn't listen. You owe it to yourself to find someone that will. And that may be a complete stranger. Why? Because you want your marriage to be successful. So if your first introduction. To sex. To relations. To what you believe is, is being in a, a situation with a, a trusted individual, a loved person who you respect, and they turn that on you because of what they may have experienced that they didn't deal with, or because they've got a demonic force inside of them that needs to be cast out. Let's just be for real. I am a woman of faith, so I'm going to put that in there too, right? Lust, perversion, all of those things introduced maybe because someone gave that person a book as a child, right? And said, here's a comic book, but it was really, um, I don't even know, a pornographic magazine. Okay, this happens. I'm saying this because I really want us to start to deal with this stuff, to pay attention to it, and to know that you never need to be ashamed. You're not the only one. You're not. So 
let's deal with it. So that when you are actually um, having relations with your husband or your wife, that you don't feel like it's grotesque underneath the surface. You don't feel like it's disgusting. You got to get that up and out, up and out. So start here. I'd like for you to start to write down how you feel today. And maybe you feel great, but I want you to do the exercise too, uh, just so that if anything ever changes, you will know that you owe it to yourself to stop, to pause, and to deal with the sadness, okay? So get a, a pen and paper. Start writing how you feel today. Throw out some words, just emotions. I don't want to know why yet. Not yet. We are going to do that. So happy, sad, anxious, uh, uh, joyful, depressed, like all shame, ashamed, rejected. Like these are some of the words I, I want you to start to write down to bring up to the surface, right? Not to make you sad, but to say, I deserve to pay attention to this. I owe it to myself. Because sometimes our body is screaming, listen, pay attention to me, right? You're getting headaches. They're coming from out of nowhere. Don't just go to the point where you're like, oh gosh, something's wrong. Yeah, something is wrong, but sometimes it's what's underneath the surface. It's the emotions, okay? So I want you to do that. Now, now that you've done that, I want you to start to enjoy me as I put some polenta in a pot. <laughs> I love polenta. If you've never had it, it's so good. Somebody's like, oh, that's like grits. I hate that. But it's so good. Okay. Now what I want you to do is I want you to write down, take a moment to think about this. And you don't have to do this all at once with me, but I'm going to start here so that you can finish later um, if you desire. Um, Write down what is making you sad. What has made you sad? What made you sad? What got you angry? What, what made you feel depressed? The words that you have at the top, write down what made you feel that way. Pay attention to that, all right? So do one or two, and then we're going to go to the next one. What made you sad? What made you frustrated? What made you blow up on the children? Was it just because they came to you and asked you something? Was it just because they didn't go to sleep like you told them to? And it made you so angry that you felt like you were just going to turn like into a tiger in a cage. Or outside of a cage, bolting out of one. It wasn't just the fact that they didn't go to sleep. It's the fact that they didn't listen to you. And you felt like you were not in control of your own children. It's deeper than what we see on the top. It's deeper than the emotion that you feel. There's something it, that, that's making that emotion come into play. All right? Okay. Let's do the next one. My next one, number three. So first we've got the emotions. Number two, we have what's making us, like what made us feel that way. Number three is what, what can I do about this? Okay? What can you do about it? Give yourself the empowerment back. Because sometimes when we feel like our emotions are taking over, we feel like we've lost power, like we've lost strength, like we've lost, like we're, our life is sometimes feeling out of control. It's really not. That's why we're doing this exercise with the strategy to change our mindset around what's happening. We are not out of control, or we are not um, 
in a space where there's nothing that we can do about it. That, that's not what's happening. You can do something about it. You might have to work at it if, you're, if the things that you're dealing with are a bit more um, in-depth or what have you. But start here. And, and for those who may be feeling like, oh, there's nothing I can do about that, I beg to differ. I beg to differ with you. Write it down anyway, okay? Write it down anyway. What can you do about it? Okay, let's use the example of the kids. Okay, first of all, what can you do about it? What, what Anger, right? So that might be, I feel anger. Okay, why do you feel anger? Because, you know, the children weren't listening to me. Okay, well, what's making you feel that way? Well, because I feel like they're not listening, like they don't value me, right? All of these words. Okay, so what can you do about that? Okay, well, I think I can... Um, now, listen, if it's a baby, <laughs> but depending on the age, there are different things that you can do. What can you do about it? Okay, I can start to look up some parenting classes. Or, and there's nothing wrong with this. One thing that we do not operate in is shame and guilt. We're looking to move forward. Shame and guilt keeps people stuck for far too long. We don't do that over here. Not on this podcast. This is where we faith up and don't give up. All right? So... We're writing that down. Okay, this, what can I do about it? Well, I can have a conversation with them. Not with the expectation that they're going to listen. Not with the expectation that they're going to get it right. Their brains are not fully developed. They, they don't understand sometimes. But with the intention that you are going to talk to them and you're going to strategize. Listen, hon, mommy's sorry or dad's sorry that I blew up at, at you or whatever it is. You know, I don't want to make an excuse for it because we want to teach them that too. I want to be responsible and teach you how to be responsible for your actions too. What I want to say is, let's try this again. Tonight, we're going to start winding down at this time. Let's set an alarm in the phone. This is where you're starting to get back your your chutzpah, your empowerment, where you're starting to say, no, my emotions are not going to um, be in control of me. I'm going to be in control of them. Okay? So you take that back and you say, all right, I'm going to talk to them. Right? If it's a baby, it's a little different. And if you have a spouse, it's a conversation with your spouse. Hun, oh my gosh, I am so sorry for the way I acted yesterday. I just, I just felt like I couldn't take it anymore, but I know I can. So let's not say words like that. I can't take it. You know how we get in that moment and we just start yelling. Don't say that. You can take it, but you just have to take it differently. What does that mean? Does it mean the moment that you start to feel a little upset, turning on some soaking music, some something, not not angry music. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. Nothing like that. All that's going to do is make you angrier. We don't we don't want to do that. Right. But getting some type of uh, soothing, calming. I love classical music, but I love soaking music. S-O-A-K-I-N-G. It's worship music. Um, it usually doesn't have words. Sometimes it will. But um it doesn't have words and you listen to it and it allows you just to calm down, to think about God, to bring him into the situation. Anytime we don't bring him in, we push him out. There's, there's trouble. All right. So we want to change that and bring him in even to the sadness. What do you mean? I can bring God into sadness. Why wouldn't we? He's our father. Why wouldn't we bring him in? 
So bringing him into those moments of sadness and saying, I can, I thought I could handle this on my own. I've realized, oh, as strong as I am, I can't. And more than that, as strong as you are, you're not supposed to. Strength is literally saying, I need help. That's strength. That's strength saying, oh my gosh, I need to call somebody. And we'll talk about this on another podcast. I'm going to get ready to end this. I've been going for a bit. Um, some other techniques and things and strategies that you can do. So you wrote that down, right? You're with me. So you named the feelings, what makes you sad, what's causing the sadness, what you can do about it. And the next one I want you to write is what you feel you can't necessarily do about it on your own. I was just kind of talking about this. Um, turning on the water now. Okay. Had to clean that spoon off. So rinse it off. So now you're going to write down what you need help with. Ooh, what do you mean I need help with something? Do you realize that we need people? That we all need somebody? I know there are moments, and I work with women, right? Mostly. Of course, there are men on my pages also who are like, oh my gosh, right? Because they get it. It's, it's the feelings. We have to start to deal with this. We cannot leave it underneath the surface anymore, right? Underneath the surface. No more. No more. And why am I doing this? Like, you're like, what is she doing? I'm stirring this thing here, um, right? Because I'm making something <laughs> for my child. And I'm doing that because I want to show you what it's like to do a podcast and for it not to be perfect. Because a lot of people are just like, oh, I want to do a podcast, but oh, no, my, my child and this and that. And, and you don't use what you've got. You got to start somewhere. When I started my podcast, this was a while ago. It was just like on this. I have I had another podcast on another platform. I still have it, actually. But when I started, I just wanted to encourage people. And then, you know, I started to look and people were like, oh, I started my podcast. And people were like, oh, that's great. And I was like, but I don't understand what's the big deal. We were just talking. <laughs> I guess it's a big deal. Maybe I need to tell more people I have one. I guess I should do that. So write that down. Okay. What do you need help with? So maybe you did get to the point where you're exhausted. Let's, let's go to that. So it's not always that you blow up because, because you're, you're a mean person. You're, you're just a mean. That's not it. It's not because you're a mean. It's not. Okay. Sometimes it's because you're sleep deprived. You're just tired. What if, um, you took a moment, right? Maybe you're married and you had a conversation. And in this conversation, you said, "Hun, oh gosh, I know I was off the chain yesterday. I'm going to admit, okay, admit the places where you faltered. We're not perfect. Admit the places where you've been vulnerable. Share that with your significant others, even with your friends. I've been feeling kind of such a, you know, I know I haven't called you in a long time. I'm not mad at you. Some of our friends actually think we're upset with them because we go through some things and we just cut people off. I'm not going to talk right now. Uh, even if you don't fully cut them off, you're dealing with what you're dealing with. And it's okay to like send a text and say, hey, you know, I know you're wondering like where I am, what's going on. You know, I, I you know, we're fine. We, you and I are fine. But I really just have some things I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to sort out. Be vulnerable in the moment. Let that sadness, let it, let it have a voice, Okay. A voice to be able to set you free. 
Not a voice to complain and murmur like God doesn't like that, but a voice to say, you know what? Everything is not the way that I want it to be right now, but I am hopeful. And sometimes, believe it or not, when you start to share with that friend how you really feel, because when you're a strong one, people feel like you don't need a space to be able to talk, to breathe, and to be heard. You need that too. And I don't want it to be because what happens for some people is that they, they do things. They end up harming themselves. Don't let that be you. Because once again, the emotions on the inside are looking for an outlet. Do not let the outlet be when you become completely angry. And if it did happen, just apologize, like repent for it and take it from here. And yeah, it might take some time for some healing to take place with the individual, whoever it is, your children or whatever it is. Be intentional about helping them to understand, like, I know I'm so sorry, because they're going to bring it up. Believe it. You know, they're going to bring it up because they're trying to figure it out too. So you learn to help them even as a family. You go online, you look for, you know, that that Christian therapist, you look for that therapy, you look for that person who's going to listen to you who might be a complete stranger, because you really are just looking for someone who can value how you feel. Sometimes it's not just your husband or your wife in that moment. It should be. It should be. But maybe you were so angry that they're angry too. And once again, I apologize. Two powerful words. I'm sorry. I made a mistake. I am not making excuses now. I'm going to keep saying that part. We're not making excuses. But just being upfront. I really didn't mean to do that. I am so sorry. I just realized that I feel like I'm, I'm not in control. And I thought that as a parent, as a wife, as a husband, right, as a friend, that I would have better control of my emotions. But I realized the reason I don't is because I need to get to what's happening underneath, under the surface. All right. I love it. As I get ready to close with Jesus, he knew that he could heal people. He has all power. But instead of just doing it, he would ask them a question. He would give it back to them. And that's where empowerment comes from, too. It, it comes from you and I actually getting up when we feel like the world has knocked us down, where we feel like the world has literally just snatched the rug from underneath us and we slipped and fell sideways and saying, OK, I'm getting back up. I'm going to try again. That's where the empowerment comes from. You saying something out of your mouth when your emotions are telling you to go sit up, sit down, be quiet, close the blinds, pull a cover over your head, shut the door, stay in your room. And you literally saying, no, this is not healthy. Glory to God. This is not good for me to do. I cannot live like this. I have to stop this. And let's not say I cannot live like this. Let's just say I have to stop this. I like that better. Okay? Because you can live and you will live and not die. But you've got to do some things differently. So you wrote down how you could get people to help you. That, those were, I believe those four different things that we have for today. Take some time later on to go through these things. You owe it to yourself to love you that the God made. Because when he created you, when you were born, when you were formed, when you were, even if your parents were like, oh, I just, you know, my, my story is so funny. Oh, gosh, it's so funny. But I'm here. <laughs> I'm here, my dad, man, I'm telling you. My mom and dad are deceased, but I, I love the story when I think about it. Dad was pretty cool. He was pretty cool. So, you know, even in that, like, just, uh, just trying again, being empowered 
and and taking that opportunity to say, hey, I'm going to do something about this. I am going to be empowered today. All right. Faith works. So be empowered. Faith works. Let your life be empowerment of you literally saying to yourself, yeah, I'm a gift. When I was born, I became a gift to the world. Now, some people don't see you as one and that's okay. Don't get mad at them. What did Jesus say? Forgive them. They know not what they do. But don't allow yourself to be in spaces also where people are constantly breaking you. Go over to my Instagram page. I put up a post. I'm over on Facebook. I have to see. Um, but I'm over there. I'm on LinkedIn also. Uh, and give, give a follow. Let me know you're there. Say, hey, I listened to your podcast today. And share this podcast out. Because I know what my gift is. A lot of times I know people look at gifts and they're like, oh, no, this is these are the great gifts. But if you're an encourager, that's a gift, too, because you're literally telling someone who feels maybe like they don't have a space to so-called be themselves or to relax or to say, hey, I'm really not all right today. As an encourager, they can listen to your voice and it can actually help them. It can change how they feel with the help of the Lord and by God's grace. So. Give a follow over there and look at that last post that I put up today. I really like that. Um, It's a picture of me reading my book, Don't Give Up. And I'm reading from chapter, I feel like that's chapter nine, God doesn't throw away broken things. I want you to look at that little excerpt there. And then I'd like for you to get the book as well. It's going to encourage you. That's why I wrote it. And that link is over. I did it over on awesound.com. And I love that. Awesound, A-W-E-S-O-U-N-D.com. I love it there. A producer told me about it and I was like, what? Like, what's that? But it's amazing because it was like, I think they were saying the year of awe or something like that. Or, and I was like, okay, I'm going to go on all sound. So the audiobook is there for you um, to go ahead and purchase. And I've got another one under there that says, uh, what's that? Uh, you'll see it. Um, I wrote something. I don't think that's yesterday. I think it's the other one. And let these books touch your heart, bless you, and let you know that you're not alone, okay? It's time to deal with the emotions and the sadness so that we can move forward. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is your podcast host. This is Yadida. Thank you for, uh, I finished my polenta, so thanks for joining me while I was cooking that as well. <laughs> let me know what you think about polenta over on Instagram. Like, uh, I should put a post about it. Let me know about that. And take time to get control of the things that are trying to hold you back, all right? You, you can be an empowered person with God and with the right decisions. Finish that list, and I'll talk to you soon.